better. He, he made his wife do what? Go up to the bar and get a Shirley Temple. Okay. Then he ordered it. <laughs> he just ordered it from his wife, who did the dirty work. Welcome to our Film Fathers Podcast, the definitive podcast about fatherhood, film, and fatherhood and film. This is Jelani, and with me as always are a couple of homeless guys willing to do anything for $2, Martin and Brady. The most important thing to remember in life, no matter where you go, no matter what you do, don't take no crap from nobody. Note to self, learn to fight. And this week, we unfortunately changed our plans in order to celebrate the passing of a comedy legend, Nora MacDonald with his 1998 film, Dirty Work. Yeah, like, you guys couldn't say yes fast enough to when I said, hey, let's call an audible. I mean, and... it it was really bad, sad day. Yeah. It's, I mean, I, Legend is like, I don't know. May, I'm sure it's not for everybody. I have never, since I've known of Norm MacDonald, not been a fan of Norm MacDonald. Yeah, I mean, if you go back to, we have it on, we have it on tape. <laughs> if you go back to our... Uh, Billy Madison um, episode. Yeah. We talk. We talk a little bit about Norm Macdonald, and yeah, how he is kind of an an acquired taste, or you know, he's not. Sure. He isn't for everybody. He's kind of polarizing, but yeah, he's definitely always been kind of like just his own person. Like he doesn't care. I think. I think I've read a few in, in a few of the things that people have said about him. Is that he? Yeah, he never pandered to anybody. Like he would always like if he found it funny, he went with it, and he didn't change for anybody. And I think that's huge. Like I respect that a lot. I feel like Brady, you probably that's, do too. I'm, that. I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna say that I've lived my life as well as he has in that regard. But uh, I mean that I've said. That I'll, a, I'll put that on you. Yeah, I've I'll said that you. a lot of times. I'm like I I. I'm just trying to make myself laugh, and yeah. I, ideally, other people will laugh too. And if not, like I still find it funny. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think my my introduction and the best way I know him is from SNL. Yep, yeah. And the doing the update. weekend update, he just, is probably. I mean, it's a that's a tough list to rank, but like, in terms of my taste, it's he's right at the top. Like that's exactly his delivery was just perfect for for that i would probably like it a lot more now like i remember at the time i was like why does he have this job i didn't really <laughs> like him that I, again acquired taste like it took me a while um it was probably this movie though it was probably dirty work that really turned it around for me for him and then really like his stand-up only a few years ago where i was like okay i, I see i see where he's going for and i see what the type of comedy that he's trying to do like i i, I understood him more i feel like and i've i've seen a bunch of them prior but i you know if if anything enjoyable came out of the other day when you know when he passed was the endless amount of i watched i spent a lot of time that night like watching clips yeah. of youtube videos of him and like on conan and letterman and just he is and i've listened to a lot you know people talking about him conan specifically saying like he was one of his favorite guests yeah. because he was just gonna do his joke at whether people enjoyed it or not and like but he never left that path and it made for great television yeah. and i mean you watch some of those interviews and conan uh, conan's that's why people love conan i mean he's like a perfect host to counterbalance that yeah because he's just laughing and like what is going on right now yeah, the moth joke right like, <laughs> the moth yeah, joke is one yeah. the cordy Thornsmith uh interview that he's just derailing left and right and like kind of just destroying her but it's like as good of uh tv or night show uh interview as you'll see yeah and he's just he's so he was so good 
Yeah, I think that's what that's one of the things that he's known for. Like you, you nailed it. Is is the just being a really great guest on those shows, even if he had nothing going on. <laughs> well, Letterman like, bring bring Norman. Yeah, you know? Letterman and, was a huge proponent, yeah. especially after he got fired from SNL because he Letterman had no also hated the NBC people. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it was like a perfect a perfect opportunity to just sit and like essentially rip on NBC uh, for being stupid, and they you know the dynamic was great. Yeah, I. Uh, He'll be missed for sure. I mean, obviously not really in the daily, you know, in the spotlight per se right now. But yeah, that one, that one, that one hurt. And how was the rewatch? I've always been a huge fan. I mean, mm-hmm. I own, I didn't watch my DVD, but I do. I have owned this for since I could. I think that this was one that you said when you saw it. You, this kind of changed your perspective. This was one that we watched a lot back in the day, and like, I don't know how well it did. If it did well at all, yeah, he and, didn't really make very many other movies. <laughs> so I don't think he he didn't you know or, go Adam Sandler. Yeah, or or he just made so much money from this <laughs> that he didn't have to make any other movies. <laughs> uh, but I yeah I I love it. I loved rewatching it. I you know didn't like the reason we had to, but it was yeah. uh, it was awesome. Honestly, I didn't remember seeing it the first time, so this was a refresher for me. It's one of those, again, like you said, it's he's an acquired taste, so it, it may not be for everybody, and some of the jokes didn't land today yeah. that they would have landed back in 98. Yeah, I mean, they talk about whores a lot. <laughs> I feel like that that word was said about like 30 times. I should have had a count. Yeah. It, it, but things like or that, prostitute. Things you know? like that make me think that, yeah, he, that was just something that he found funny, he and found he's funny like, at the time, we're just yeah. going to keep talking about whores. <laughs> it's 98, and I find this funny. Right. <laughs> but then there were other ones that just did, like the when he's sitting there, uh, him and Artie are sitting there, and Artie's like, are you thinking what I'm thinking? He's like, no, I have a plan. <laughs> It's like, oh, okay, good. Let's go I, with that. I, thought, I loved Artie Lang in this too. Yeah, um, I'd, I'd never seen him, never seen him before um, this. I hadn't really seen him after, but I actually ended up seeing him live. Do like a you just come into um, uh, the comedy store, no comedy cellar, cellar. in New York because every time I go to New York, not every time, but I try to get into the comedy cellar because you never know like like who's going to pop up. And of course, Artie Lang like lived down the street, and he just like. Pop, popped in one time and just did you know did five ten minutes. Well, and I think he obviously gained most of his notoriety from uh, Howard Stern, Howard right? Stern yeah. show. I never listened to that, and, nor I. And obviously, he's had plenty of struggles along the way. But yeah. uh, he was in that uh, show on HBO uh, um, with crashing, crashing, yeah, with, which uh, I Pete Holmes, great. With Pete Holmes, yeah. yeah, and he as essentially. As a comic, himself. and yeah, yeah he, and, and kind of as a mentor slash uh, yeah. friend, friend, <laughs> at struggling times. addict, um, yeah. But yeah, so I thought that so that was kind of I mean, not that that was gonna I don't know what kind of audience that got, but I mean, it kind of that kept him. He's good on TV in the right roles, and that's playing himself probably not a huge stretch. But yeah, I thought I agree. I thought he was actually a good that duo. Their chemistry was really good together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, speaking of the duo and just like playing himself and playing the roles, what are we? What are our thoughts on the ensemble comedy cast that like kind of all goes and does different movies together, like? You know, we had Billy Madison. Like the Happy and, Madison crew. Right, the Happy Madison guys. crew. Like, does is that still a thing? Is that still, like, I mean, something that's going to happen? Like or Broken we, Lizard. Well, Billy Madison. Sandler makes them. Whether you're still watching them or not is, uh, <laughs> I, mean, I don't think he cares one way or the other, but. I would like it if there was maybe maybe more of that. More of that but, I, yeah, I don't, I don't I, even have, like, a it matters. example. I mean, yeah, you whether you're talking, like, a specific, like, clique of people or if you just mean, like, the idea itself. I, I mean, the chemistry is, is huge. And so I think sometimes yeah. you're going to, you find that and, you know, kind of what you said, they, they didn't make another movie together. You know, I mean, 
Well, I was thinking more of like, okay, so Sandler co- comes in, he blows up, makes his movies, he gets all these friends to come in, and then you see like Farley and Spade get to go off and make a movie, and then Norm Macdonald gets to spin off and make a movie, and then, uh, you know, Grandma's Boy or whatever gets to make, like, I don't see that kind of like St. Lunatics vibe where like everybody gets a shot at like <laughs> leading, you know, the crew now, you know, you see some of it with like Kristen Wiig and the Bridesmaids crew, like. But I don't think that was as much that as, to me, you're just describing people that were successful on SNL branching off and getting a chance to do their own thing. Not so much out of one circle of friends. Like, yes, Adam Sa- like Adam Sandler had Norm come on for the, a total of like a minute and a half in Billy Madison just to be a guy. And maybe that's just like, hey, here's a little money. You, can, you don't have to do much. And then, you know, he, he pops up in this for Sandler pops up in Dirty Work for 30 seconds, you know. Yeah, right, but I mean, like, it's a lot of inter intersectionality right like so there's friends. second yeah. city there's upright citizens Gr- yeah. brigade yeah. there's like the people from the the state um like michael showalter and stuff that did we mm-hmm. met wet hot american summer there's like that though that crew that like wrote some stuff together uh what's the sctv sctv yeah, yeah like uh um, second city tv too rick moranis and rick moran yeah so uh, there's, there's all and it all kind of like blends together you know there's I, I told you guys about that documentary that's on hulu about uh, the dana carvey show oh um, yeah and that's like that's like where Steve Carell and Stephen Colbert got their got their start as writers and, and actors in that, and and that, which led to the Daily Show, which led to you know them being comedy giants. Now um, it was like a very short lived. Louis C.K. was a writer on that show, so I think I think there's just a lot of like yeah, a lot of times where these guys combined, but there there hasn't been that many like crews. I think bro- I, I think- said Broken Lizard might be the only one. The guys that did the Super Troopers like that actually stick together with the same like four or five guys in every movie. But I think part of that too is. And I, this could be me being way off base, but I think sometimes I think that could just be like, hey, I'm going to go on a limb and say the budget for Dirty Work was not big. <laughs> so you'd be like, hey, can you just pop over and do like, yeah, Adam Sandler. We're friends from when we were on SNL together. Like, you want to play the devil for yeah. 30 seconds? Like, sure, I'll pop over. Yeah, like, yeah. it's not so much as like we're making an ensemble, but like. I just need a body, yeah. And it's going to be funnier if people know who if, if Adam Sandler's the devil for yeah. <laughs> a cross-eyed devil for a second. And Norm wrote for Roseanne, so on a hunch, John Goodman. Do you mind randomly coming on for that like ten I seconds? Totally forgot. Totally about. Yeah, forgot. John Goodman. But like, I, you can cr- you can cross the wires to where yeah. that happened. It's like probably whether they're friends or whether he was like, hey, I get, do you mind doing this for like come literally? You're going to be on screen for five seconds. Right, and and then it's like, hey, we can make our small budget movie because we don't actually have to pay people to cast on. Like, you're gonna come over. I mean, I don't even know if John Goodman's credited. I didn't look, right. but like, it's it wouldn't surprise me if he's not. You know, I mean, they had enough budget for you know some type of puppet of a skunk, right? <laughs> Plural, pumping a dog. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, actually a couple. There there was, that looked CG to me. That was CG yeah. for the the skunks in the uh, auditorium. But then, when, but then when it was with yeah. the dog, and, and I, I do remember that scene. Too. And I told Jen, I go, you can see the puppeteer back there. And she's like, what? I'm like. You can rewind it. You can see the puppeteer. He's totally doing the dog. that dog, by the way. Like I said, small budget. <laughs> <laughs> I think in that regard, that's more of what you're seeing like in a movie like this. But I mean, I get what you're saying. And I think, like I said, Adam Sandler kind of hit that concept out of the park. And now he can do just about whatever he wants. So he just does that. It's like, yeah, I'm going to... You mentioned it in another episode. It's like, Let's just have the 10 of us go to Hawaii and make a movie. So right. we go to Hawaii for three months. Like, cool. Yeah, no, that sounds, who's not in. <laughs> right. 
Obviously, Nick Swartzen is. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sean Austin's in. <laughs> so I, I think in that regard, you know, it is probably harder, especially as people start to get bigger and whatnot. You're trying to coordinate schedules. Yeah, this was for me. I've always viewed this more of like an SNL guy who was kind of doing who got recognition, getting a chance to make a movie, and he wrote this. And I was surprised to see directed by Bob Saget. Yeah, right. Um, I don't think I knew that. Over all the all this time, I don't think I ever knew that. So, and I did know they were friends, but I didn't know. I thought that was kind of interesting. Was the name? Yeah, he probably wrote in all the horse. <laughs> <laughs> he loves he more, loves to be more so subversive. Like he's yes. like he just goes the other way, right? He's like I'm f- Full House, known as like the yeah. clean clean freak dad. I'm gonna just Danny totally Tanner. Take my, yeah, I'm gonna take the opposite of Aunt Danny Tanner when I do stand up and everything else in my life. <laughs> yeah, that was an eye opener when I first found that out. I think <laughs> right. Um, but but one of my favorite scenes is right right early on when they do do that the the fight the fight in the in the bar scene <laughs> and when I, I used to say it all the time when uh chris farley and again an amazing cameo uh, oh, uh when he when he's like just looks like there's gonna be a fight you got good music going on he's like yeah street fighting man G- Seven. <laughs> he just hit g8 <laughs> and then they play do you like me yeah. it's just that like that whole part was just crack, just cracked me up. I, Farley's cameo is so awesome. I think most people would remember it from "I Got My Nose Bit Off by a Saigon Whore." If nothing else, like that's the G seven line. I think is he just crushes that out of the park. <laughs> Street fighting man, <laughs> it gets me. <laughs> I told. I mean, talk about now. Yeah, now we'll watch this movie, and everyone will be like, "God, you miss everybody. You miss Farley. You miss yeah, Norm. for um, sure. Yeah." The main uh, female lead, lead co-lead, whatever. Yeah. Trailer Howard. Yeah. Do you know her? I um, do. Was she in like two guys and a girl? She sure was. Yeah. I didn't watch that show, but oh, I know I she did. was in it. Oh, yeah. And it's Ryan Reynolds. The Ryan origin Reynolds. of Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. yeah. Two guys and a girl in a pizza place. At, initially, then cut to two guys and a girl. Um, the pizza place got chapped yeah. out. But, <laughs> it wasn't important, I guess, <laughs> um, to the story. But yeah, that was the origin of Ryan Reynolds. But she, uh, and she's been around, she actually hasn't done a ton of things for someone who was in a show that long ago. Yeah. Wasn't but, she in Monk, too? Yeah, she was, I didn't watch Monk. I'm sure you did. It was on USA. Right. Um, so. <laughs> Trust anything that USA puts out, this man. <laughs> um, but what's really funny, so another a line that I used to use all the time from this movie no one knew what the hell i was talking about which again i guess to the point earlier it made me laugh and that was enough but um when he is yelling mildred mildred and running country <laughs> i used to do that at like to waitresses all the time like any waitress walk by I'm like hey mildred mildred and she's like that's not my name and i'm like i know but i don't know your name. i'm like that was and i would laugh no one else laughed yeah yeah it no. just didn't matter to me because i thought that was so funny it was i like that and it was creative <laughs> as hell it was just like hey mildred it's like that's not my name I'm like yeah i don't know your name but we'll keep going with this until I, you correct that me. was a regular i mean a lot of college i use that a lot <laughs> it's 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 good it uh, works i think i'm, I'm gonna add it to the repertoire pretty cool <laughs> <laughs> i feel like maybe one of the reasons why norm didn't take didn't take off as a as a lead is because yeah he's just not not great at the romantic lead right. like anything that they tried to put in that like it, it worked fine in this movie but it wasn't you know he's just not not that character and um but I feel like I, I we missed out. Like he should have been in more in more things. He definitely should have been. I don't know if that was a conscious choice, but maybe not. He as probably the lead. just didn't like it. But yeah, yeah. He just preferred I, to I've heard. I mean, I listen. I like I've listened to some interview or this week especially. Like 
he he was like they said he was kind of notoriously like if he didn't like something he just like he was doing his own show and like disappeared for like months no one could get a hold of him because he like he got pissed about something and just like i'm all right bye <laughs> and because he had a show it was like a podcast live yeah, oh, interview right. show was on netflix i don't yeah. know if it's still on there or not but uh, the Norm Show, or yeah, something I've like seen, that. A, I've seen a few of them, and right. he did, a, he did have a sitcom. It didn't take off. It's called like Norm or something like that. Okay, and I remember, I was like, I'm in because I watched Norm down. Mm, yeah, I was alright, but yeah, um, it just kind of, it's hard. It's hard to hit him out of the park, and yeah. I'm sure some people don't think this movie's that funny, but I do. <laughs> I think it's really funny. I think it's, it's it's a quick one, you know. It's like only like hour twenty minutes. The old days, the and, old uh, comedy days, and there's enough. There's enough. Yeah, really like laugh out loud moments to where I would I would I would go back. It's enough to it. meat on the bone. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and I I like Pop, the character of Pops too. I think he Jack played by Jack Warden, uh, their dad. What do we know Jack Warden from? What That's else? What I, 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 did, I tried I looking up. Look, like I can't I can't think of any one thing. Like I've seen him in probably lots of stuff, but I right. still don't I know didn't what think it is. I knew him. Uh, this is, if someone if I saw him, I would say this is what I know him from. So I didn't know his name. I'm either. looking at Twelve Angry Men. The original, the, the '60s, 1957, 50, 57, which I've with, seen with Henry I'm a Fonda, huge black and white fan. That's <laughs> <laughs> like your only movie that you actually like. This black and white, right? Uh, it's a yeah. You've, quoted the, it. you've, quote, you've said that before. Small right? list for sure. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's interesting. I I wouldn't have said that, but what do you know him from? I do don't. I mean? That's oh. what I was. I was. I was like, I'm with you. Like yeah. he pops up in a bunch of different things, and I've seen him here and there. Um, but it's always like he's always like the the crotchy deal grandpa or yeah. whatever, and you're just like, yeah, don't don't give grandpa any alcohol because he'll just go off on some tangents that we're just like, no, you can't say that, grandpa. He's like a poor man's loja. He was a uh, big band and Problem Child and Problem Child Two and Problem yeah, Child Three. Those. There's a three. It says TV movie. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense why I didn't see it. But yeah, he's he's definitely one of those actors right that you're like yeah. oh yeah what do i know what do i know you from i don't know right. <laughs> he's I've a that guy yeah he's a that guy a little bit i think it's got uh you know our, our boy uh shooter mcgavin yep which i which i, yeah, I <laughs> and, find funny that a little bit of a blending there yeah yeah i'm sure uh christopher mcdonald who uh, yeah is no relation shooter mcgavin yeah no well to my knowledge different spelling too right um Maybe. yes not. yeah you're right i think it's safe to say they're not related <laughs> The other cameo that I I loved and it was just cracking me up was Don Rickles when he shows up as the the movie theater guy and yeah. you're just like oh yeah he's just he played a mean guy it. well <laughs> it's like he's an insult comic oh wait did we just lose Rickles too I think it was yeah re- recent yeah yeah you're right it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be full you got eyes on Chevy Chase. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Chevy, Chevy had I I I was telling you, I Chevy has in my opinion the funniest line in the movie which is moderately disappointing because you know just as a norm centric movie and he very well made or written it so I, to that credit but and he's like uh, what I don't understand is when you owe a bookie a lot of money and he say blows off one of your toes you still owe him the money doesn't seem fair to me <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I actually liked his uh, his cameo in this I found I. You know, he, he kind of played the Chevy Chase aloof character, but, 100%. but it worked really well as the doctor. You know, that's in over his head with, with the bookie. <laughs> he just kept showing up with more injuries. That was like a nice, uh, a nice touch. Arm in a sling, foot in a boot. <laughs> and then uh, surprise was Dave Keckner when he yeah. shows up. And it was I like, yeah, oh. he probably wasn't in anything before this, right? Ooh, that's a great question. Well, when was what year was? Uh, he's way, Anchorman. He's oh, after Anchorman's after ninety eight. That's like in yeah, two thousands, right? 
Yeah. Kegner, but he's way down the list. I mean, he's he's yeah. he's literally listed behind Henry Chan, who played doctor at Fat Clinic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, looking at a quick scroll of Kegner. God, he's got a lot afterwards, so we'll have to get through here. But yeah, he was a he was a, sh- a shock as the the car salesman, and you're just like, oh, you're in this? Yeah, honestly, that's it's anything before that, I'd be amazed if anyone had ever heard of. Yeah, this was his breakout breakout role. <laughs> yeah, I the mean, asshole car salesman. <laughs> it's funny. He's it's it's so it's it's a great person to see in it though, and that's you know, and that little things like this, it's like kind of yeah. Ends up when you grow into kind of the somehow he looked identical by the way yeah he but. looked <laughs> did not did not age but he st- looked old same amount of bald slash hair and yeah it, I thought that worked well but uh, Martin you you remarked on the music yeah I just thought, I just thought 90s. it was funny because it was like they played like a bunch of semi charmed ch- semi charmed life and that song was everywhere in ninety seven ninety eight like your and car. Like, <laughs> <laughs> And so like uh it was just it was just funny they had that and like chumbo wumbo which is like it just like takes you right back to yes for me you know the second half of my high school career so well it it made me laugh when i saw your list because uh you know one of the things i and i ended up seeing the clip as well but there was uh one of his funnier uh clips from weekend update is he's like number one on the charts this week was uh better than ezra like, yeah, number two Ezra. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. That's a, that's almost the perfect norm joke. It's and he delivers it to a T and I'm like it it's just so like I said I went deep this this week uh in in clips and it just it, yeah. cuz none of them disappointed me. I was like happy to keep going. But yeah. that, uh, when I saw your list it immediately popped into my head. I'm like, "Oh yeah, the better than and, Ezra." And that one works so well cuz it's like the audience is like, "What?" <laughs> and it takes them a second they're like Oh. But in in his delivery is just yeah. such a key part of that being so funny. Yeah, there's something like Bill Bill Burr once said he's about a different joke where he's just like that joke is perfect because there's not like an ounce of fat on it. Like, there's nothing you can take <laughs> away or add even one word to make it funnier, and that's it. It's like very yep. economy of joke. Like. <laughs> uh, as soon as I saw your list, I'm like, I'm bringing that up, but I'm not <laughs> telling them about this. I, I I do like that song too. I don't know. Yeah, I was just it was it sucks. It really does suck. I yeah, I don't know what he was gonna do again, um, you know, up down the road, but it just he just is he just was perfect at what he did do. And I, I was listening they said something that he uh I do I don't know if you guys follow him on Twitter or not, but at, like for a while he started like live tweeting like golf and he started doing it be, just to see like how many people would stop following him? Because <laughs> he was like it's again very normal. Literally, he's tweeting like about a second shot on a hole from like the fifty third player on the scoreboard. <laughs> like no one cared, and he was just like hitting them all. Like he's like literally everything that's happening. He's putting it in his Twitter feed, and he's like, I just watched people drop off, just like left and right. He's like, it was a good way to get rid of them. <laughs> <laughs> and like every uh, once in a while, drops in some kind of hilarious nugget. Yeah, probably, he's like probably not. <laughs> it just didn't matter. I mean, I think, you, you know, I do think there's a famous story, like, or at least in the right circles, like he kind of got, he had a huge, uh, he had an issue at the University of Iowa well before we went and like did a thing and like the majority of the crowd left and he like essentially, I don't think he was banned per se, but he definitely, it was a really bad scenario. Like it was like a headline that Norm McDonald, like 
he just was super offensive and the most of the crowd left and i don't think he gave a shit <laughs> asked not to return yeah i feel like that's like larry david andy kaufman like people that just kind of i heard that about larry david too like he walked up just to the stage once took a took a look at everyone in the crowd and said no no i'm not doing this i just walked <laughs> off like just didn't like the look of the audience and walks away like you gotta yeah again you gotta respect that kind of like i'm just gonna i'm doing this for me <laughs> and that that's it you know yeah yeah it's it's Enough to turn off plenty of people, and I am in the demographic that is turned on by that type of thing. <laughs> All I think it just says something about your like your confidence in what you're doing, right? You're not going, like you said, Brady, he wasn't going out there to impress anybody. He was going out there to make himself laugh, and if you also found it funny, then that was a bonus for him, but it was more of, hey, I got in this business to to make myself be funny, and you know... I'm going to do that, and that's what's going to bring me that enjoyment. So, you know, stick he, to your yeah, guns. He found his audience. You know, he he definitely had people that that loved that loved him. Yeah. Um. And by all seemingly all counts, he was uh, a good man. Like people people like people liked him personally too. Like, and a so. degenerate gambler. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you remember. There was a rumor when we did rounders. There was a rumor that that was like based off Norm McDonald that he then uh-huh. like shot down. Um. He did play like a lot of cards in that like scene, but it yeah. wasn't actually based on him. Um, but yeah, it very, very well. I eventually quit because he He's lost. Worm? He, he lost. Norm was worm. <laughs> <laughs> he lost everything. Oh, I think wow. at least once. And uh, yeah, essentially had to build himself back. And I'm sure in that world, he started to, to your point that he didn't do a lot of stuff. So it's not like he was like doing shit movies to try to yeah. catch a, catch a dollar yeah. in order to, but um. Yeah. One of the interviews I said they said he won a hundred thousand dollars on the Super Bowl, and the bookie just ghosted, never to be heard from again. He got nothing. Oh man, <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty. Uh, he had a. I mean, interesting life. Like I said, I don't know if he's a good guy. Probably, you know. But he's he was a perfect comedian, in my opinion. He'll <sighs> be missed. He'll be no more. No more Norm in my life. But there's actually a ton of YouTube clips yeah, of is. him that. Probably it's more than not hard than to go on a movies. dive. Like I was yeah. just sitting there, just like, oh, next one. Let's see where we're at here. Did you guys think about a, a harebrained scheme that you could get fifty thousand dollars in two weeks? <laughs> yeah. No. No. <laughs> I, I probably would just give up. <laughs> I, yeah. I think they didn't have one either. The uh, <laughs> Travis Cole fell in their lap. The only person willing to pay that much money, or not pay that much money. But I do like. Um, we didn't really talk about the the plot of the movie, but I do. I do like the concept. I think it is a very revenge for hire. Revenge for hire is a great is a great plot device too, right? Like it's just a, a really good thing that you could um, surround um, do a lot of like surrounding antics or uh, revenge plots that are funny. And and I think they, you know, they almost underutilized in this. I feel like they could have done a lot. more. Agreed. I actually do think they could have. They probably had two, at least two more like big ones that you could have highlighted and kind of be maybe over the top to the point that you know like even the first one at the movie theater was whatever they put a porn on (laughs) right (laughs) but it it kind of feels like in the realm of old school like pulling a little bit like you know kind of doing like crazy crazy stuff like i'm thinking of like the guys running up into the office and be like we're we're out of k or what was it they're out of lube or ky or whatever it was (laughs) you know and it's like yeah like it feels like there's a there's a world collision there somewhere of you know people yeah doing the finding something to yeah there could have been a few more few more funny ones 
Yeah, yeah. Well, to your point, it was a short movie. I mean, there it wasn't like if you had ten more minutes of them just being yeah revenge for hire people, it would have been great. You know, you didn't need to have the whole another ten minutes. It's probably seven to eight more horse. <laughs> <laughs> They could have written that in very easily. <laughs> All from Pops. <laughs> we didn't mention uh, Gary Coleman, a random, uh, a random cameo. Yeah, I didn't really laugh at that one. <laughs> that one through. Of... Yeah, I didn't really get that per se, but I mean, maybe there's a, a relationship there. But and a young Rebecca Romine, <laughs> Romigen, <laughs> uh, Romaine. <laughs> Uh, as the bearded lady. Is the bearded lady. <laughs> and I, I thought I recognized her. I was like, yeah. is that Rebecca Romaine? But, you know, the beard threw me off. And then when she <laughs> ran away without it, <laughs> it'll do that. I was like, I'm eh, still not 100% sure, but I, oh, yeah, I thought, yeah. I thought it was her. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, definitely. definitely but, I mean, was. They, they, got, they got a lot of. A lot of names, right? Uh, like, she probably wasn't a name, you know, and Kector wasn't a name. Yeah, like, that's, I mean, that's true. In that regard. But, like, even like they Adam do Sandler, Chevy Chase, Don Rickles. Right. And John Goodman, I think, for me, is like impressive for this. Yeah, again, small budget, you know, silly comedy that only eighteen-year-old boys loved. I'm sure at the time, which was us at the time. And Kevin Farley. Yes, yeah. I did notice. Yeah, did you guys notice him? Yeah, yeah. Kevin Farley. I'll pay you twenty bucks. <laughs> he's so close to being Chris, but he's not quite. Chris Farley there. was uncredited. He was Chris Farley uncredited. John Goodman uncredited. Adam Sandler uncredited. So those are probably just favors then that they called. That's in what I'm said, saying. I think hey, it's uh, we're I making a movie. You can draw lines it. to every one of them from from Norm, and I think that that is the the Chris Farley one though is a lot like that's a lot Goodman, of work. Goodman and Sandler, it's like 15, 20 seconds. Yeah, Farley's like he. I mean, granted, it's probably like a total of like a minute and a half. He crushes the entire minute and a half, but yeah, he's uncredited. Was the the Trans Am that he drove off in? Is that the same Trans Am from Billy Madison? <laughs> <laughs> Car's been around, <laughs> seen some things. Oh, she bit his nose off again. <laughs> One of the things that kind of, you know, again, like oh I said, there's a few of the jokes that didn't hold up, but um, yeah, you lasted longer than I thought without uh, a critique. <laughs> like the uh, when they were doing the fish scene. In the house, and they're putting all the dead fish <laughs> <Yeah>. in. Like <laughs> the whole explaining of what's going on afterwards. Like, all right, I got it. But some of that like felt like it dragged on a little bit. Uh, wait, what, what do you mean? mean like when they're listening to the the fight going on. Oh, I thought like, I thought that was kind of funny. I it's, thought it was, it was really like, funny. It was like cartoonish, right? right. Like. Just all the sounds, and he's just like, "Now he stole the chainsaw he stole from the chainsaw. me, and he's using it on me." <laughs> I you thought know? that was hilarious. Again, it's like it's a great. I think it's a funny way to to have a big violent scene without having to show any of it. Like you don't have yeah. to do any special effects, any and I fake thought, blood. I thought the key, really, what brought it all home is the neighbor running in at the end and be like, "I've had enough." Like, and then thinking that they did yeah, all that. I didn't pay for all this. I thought. I think that. I thought. I thought. I disagree wholeheartedly. I thought that was actually really funny. My favorite part at the end of that scene, though, was when Artie goes back and still puts the fish <laughs> in the tree. Yeah, like, what are you doing? We're done. Everyone's dead in here. Uh, well, like, yes, like we could have used two to three more of yeah, those of I, of dead fish in in every part of the of the house. Without a situation. doubt. Oh man, ah, I love it. Uh, if you haven't seen it, it's out there. HBO Max right now. Yeah, right. Uh, it's gettable if you pay for it. <laughs> As I always say, thanks for listening. We'd appreciate it if you could please subscribe to our podcast that you just listened to so we can have some more followers. 
Speaking of followers, you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook by searching for the name of our podcast. Thanks, and go to bed. Note to self, making love to blow-up doll is not as good as advertised.